Today's question is, should UBI replace means-tested welfare programs? By Sneha Bale. The Pope, Martha Luther King Jr., and most recently former Democratic presidential nominee Andrew Yang, have all advocated for policies similar to what is known as the universal basic income. As Iona Marinsky describes, a research fellow at the National Bureau of Economic Research, UBI is a cash sum given to the entire population within a geographic area that's distributed and conditionally, regularly, on a long-term basis. But has UBI been implemented before? In a randomized controlled trial that ran from June 2011 to November 2012 in India, a universal basic income monthly grant was given to every adult and child in the selected villages. Two notable basic income experiments are conducted in New Delhi and rural Madhya Pradesh by the Self-Employed Women's Association. The experiment in New Delhi assigned a monthly income of 1,000 rupees to 100 BPL families for a year. In Madhya Pradesh, 6,000 individuals were provided with monthly allowances ranging from 150 to 300 rupees for a period of almost three years. Both experiments yielded positive results. The Madhya Pradesh trial in particular revealed that the individuals receiving supplemental income were more likely to see improvements in regards to housing, death clearance, asset management, education, and health. Furthermore, in India, the occurrences of common illnesses diminished greatly when participants had an incentive to attend regular health checkups, minimizing more serious and costly health problems from developing. This is important because considering low-income groups don't have access to the same health care services as higher-income groups, making them more prone to intense diseases and medical problems. Implementing UBI in India in the long term would close the gap of quality medical services between lower and higher income groups, leading to serious diseases being caught early on and better treatment of patients. The success of UBI in India and other countries have prompted discussions of of implementing UBI to replace means-tested welfare programs. The six major welfare programs are EITC, Housing Assistance, Medicaid, SNAP, SSI, and TANF. The Positives of UBI Replacing Means-Tested Welfare Programs In healthcare, the U.S. government spends more money in time on health issues than any other country in the world. In 2017, the U.S. spent about $3.5 trillion on health expenditures, which is twice the average amount among developed countries. Additionally, despite the medical plans available, healthcare is still too expensive for most Americans. Less than 40% of Americans said they had enough money to cover a $1,000 emergency. This is due to the fact that loans continue to grow, while middle-class incomes are on a decline. Millions of Americans, almost 25% of the population, are delaying getting medical help because of the skyrocketing costs of healthcare and medicines. Over 40,000 Americans die every year as a direct result of not having any health insurance coverage. Additionally, the CDC states that in 2017, nearly one-third of Americans use their prescribed medicine differently in an attempt to lower the costs or opted out of using their prescription at all to save money. And that in 2017, the average cost of health care was almost $11,000. 
However, with the UBI, these problems will no longer exist because with a consistent monthly income, people will be able to afford access to doctors and medicines that can help save their lives. Even means-tested welfare programs like Medicaid can't bring these drugs within reach, as only 20% of all money spent on Medicaid actually benefits the recipients. The last resort for millions of suffering Americans is a universal basic income. Fortunately, econ income supplements like UBI enabled access to better nutrition and healthcare in various studies of UBI implementation. For example, UBI resulted in a 14% decreased likelihood of low birth weight, with results more significant for less educated mothers. In immigration, the Supreme Court is filled with cases related to immigration, with cases about taking undocumented immigrants out of the U.S. consensus or the future of DACA, making immigration status extremely unpredictable. Over 26 million immigrants will drop out of benefits programs rather than face the risk of being deported. However, providing for U.S. immigrants is crucial since immigrants are quicker than their native-born peers to move around the country and fill job gaps whenever workers are in short supply. Specifically, immigrants filling labor market shortages earns the U.S. economy between $5 and $10 million each year. Putting a stop to this massive inequality and providing for the rights of immigrants is contingent on the implementation of a universal basic income. Domestic and sexual violence. Just a trigger warning of mentions of sexual violence and domestic abuse in households. According to the CDC, every year nearly 5 million women suffer from physical abuse and almost 2.5 million women suffer from sexual abuse in their relationships. Additionally, research by Women's Aid say that one in five women interviewed said that they couldn't leave an abusive relationship because they had no money of their own. And the same number said that financial abuse had left them unable to manage money. The reason the woman can't leave these abusive relationships is because of money. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Universal Basic Income provides a solution by providing accessibility. Money meant for welfare is given to state governments with a few provisions on how it is really have to be spent. As a result, much of it ends up with rich households and only a fourth of it of low-income families get the help they need. Therefore, income support that reaches all low-income families can provide economic stability. The Negatives of UBI replacing means-tested welfare programs. Debt. Implementing UBI in the United States would result in a massive increase in the U.S. government's debt. The U.S. government's public debt is now more than $22 trillion, which is the highest it has ever been. Such a huge draw on federal financial resources would also exclude other governmental priorities, such as infrastructure development, including the building of hospitals and the construction of affordable housing. A UBI is simply not financially feasible as what they're already accounting for hurts the U.S. more than a means-tested welfare program. The property dividend. Financing a UBI with means-tested welfare would be insufficient and would increase both poverty and hardship. If the U.S. were to cut all of its means-tested welfare programs and use the money to fund a UBI that would give each adult $10,000 per year, the government would still have to cover an additional $1.3 trillion in costs, and this extra funding is just not possible. 
Additionally, even if we were to remove programs like Medicaid, ETIC, VAT, and housing vouchers, we would still be short of financing a UBI. To sufficiently finance a UBI, the government would have to eliminate all means-tested programs outside healthcare, including grants, refundable tax credits, and low-income housing programs. Even after that, the annual UBI would, short fall, would fall short of $1,600 per person. This is well below the level of support most low-income families now receive, as that $1,600 a year falls short of covering basic welfare-provided benefits like health care and food. Replacing the welfare state would be a massive wealth transfer away from the elderly, disabled, and low-income families. Many existing programs in the United States have eligibility requirements. This means that the characteristics of individuals and families are used to determine need beyond income. Using these markers of need-based income allows for more efficiency because the government can avoid giving transfer payments to individuals who are trying to get the help they don't need. Increasing Poverty Means-tested welfare programs lifted 44.9 people out of poverty in 2017. When we switched to UBI, money and help targeted towards the poor is taken away and redistributed universally, increasing inequality and poverty and hurting the most vulnerable people in society. The The OECD did a particularly close analysis of how UBI would impact four countries. In three of the four countries, they find that UBI would actually raise poverty rates by at least 1%, and that in a study modeling UBI schemes found that UBI increases child poverty by over 60%. Welfare programs. In the fiscal year of 2018, the Medicaid program cost $582 billion, which is 14% of total government spending. After Social Security, Medicaid was the second largest program in the federal budget last year. Furthermore, in 2018, Medicaid benefit payments totaled $731 billion, which is $462 billion more than in 2008. Both Medicare and Medicaid are government-sponsored health insurance plans. Medicare is federally administered and covers older or disabled Americans, while Medicaid operates at the state level and covers low-income families. National healthcare spending has reached $3.5 trillion in 2017 and is expected to grow $8 billion more in 2021. UBI is said to give each adult $1,000 each month, but for, if we were to replace the cost social programs, it wouldn't be enough. If someone had a chronic, chronic long-term illness, Medicare would be able to help towards that. But if UBI replaced these programs, the funds allocated towards it, such as the $1,000 per month, wouldn't be enough. A person with a long-term chronic illness would need around $100,000 to pay for necessities such as scans, treatment, medication, and UBI. It simply doesn't have enough funds to do so. Discussion questions for today include, Will UBI get bipartisan support? Will UBI be implemented in the future? And how are stimulus checks and UBI similar? This has been an article from Answering the Question.